Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Jim Rutherford's in studio. And Jackson, I know you have a bunch of questions. Yeah. Hit me, Jackson. But before before you get to... Yeah. Along the lines of the theme we've had on the program, kind of an accidental theme, but isn't that really what the whole show is? Mm. An accident. Mm-hmm. A hideous, hideous accident. Right. Um, I had uh, the nonling, Kevin Lorenz, just texted me, and he goes, who would JR say in his career you've seen who also are kind of cold-blooded killers, like take your pick of... Patrick Mahomes, Brooks Kepka, I make the reference to David Freeze. Anybody stand? I mean, Bennington might have to go into that category, I would think. Yeah, I think he's right up there. Yeah, yeah I really do. Like, he suggested Oshi. Yeah, Oshi's a great one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, let's uh, start with Bennington. Yeah. I think he's a good one. Uh, you know, I remember vividly standing at his locker stall when he made the comment, uh, do I look nervous? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy smokes. And then what was it? Not too long after that, he was like, who's Jim Montgomery? <laughs> when they mentioned the Dallas coach at the time so uh, yeah for sure his one liners you know speak to the uh, cold bloodedness but his play also and then uh, Oshi too and you know quick backstory I'll never forget so that was at the Olympics in Sochi right mm-hmm. when he had the, the all the shootout goals and I had to go do a home refinance do you have any people you recommend for home refinance or? I did <laughs> yeah so I uh, I'm getting ready to go do a home refinance and my boss says to me hey you don't have to write anything. Don't cover the Olympics. Don't do anything unless a blues player does something. <laughs> oh, my bad. So I'm watching Soshi, uh, uh, TJ Oshi at the Soshi Olympics. And, and you're like, I guess I got to go to work. I guess I got to go cancel my home refi and, and uh, go write this thing. How so. about that? Yeah, that's uh, sick. I'm trying to think of guys yeah, yeah. in blues history that are synonymous. And I'm sure some people will immediately, oh, I'll go into the text inbox. Yeah, let's see what Yadier Molina is a nice play, by the way. I just saw that in the text inbox. For sure. Air Comfort Service uh, text line. Uh, over the course of time, I mean, I think goaltenders get that one way or the other, whether it's you know fair or not. But Bennington, absolutely, because it wasn't just. I mean, you can just isolate Game Seven, the first ten minutes in right. Boston, much less take your pick of other moments. The series against Colorado, where it looked like he might single-handedly put the Blues into the Western Conference Final with his play before the Cadre run. Um, but then there are some goaltenders you think about who in the playoffs you go, oh, God. And I think of a gentleman who wore number one. And I'm not talking about the Wizard. I'm talking about Roman Turek. <laughs> yeah. And it just seemed like the, it might get away from him right. in, the, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So it cuts both ways. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I'm trying to come up with some other names here. But, you know, I started covering the Blues in 2005-06. And honestly, they've had a lot of good players in, in that stretch. But, you know, none that, like, struck fear in you and could just, you know... Um, find a moment yeah. and put an end to everything. Uh, you know, you look at uh, Bennington, you look at Oshie, and even not so much when he was here, he wasn't that type of player. Alex Petrangelo is another guy who could get the job done, but it wasn't like he struck fear in you. So, mm-hmm. so some good players, but not really that rise to that level. How about what has gone on here over the last, oh, I don't know, 11 days, I guess, about uh, 10, 11 days. Yeah, going yeah. back to that win against the Caps on Saturday night. 
what do you attribute it to? If somebody said, okay, number one reason why the Blues have gone on a five-game streak, what is I think it's belief. I think, and that's you know not very tangible, but I think uh, a couple players mentioned it last night, and I think that once you start to feel like you can win games, something just happens that allows you to make the plays to win the games. And now people have been pointing out the past couple days, and, and I get it, uh, a lot of luck involved, a lot of games where maybe you shouldn't have won, but you know something happened, fell in your favor. Uh, but listen, here's the stance that I'm going to take on this is, uh, sure, in a couple weeks, if they lose a few, fall out of playoff contention, and you want to look at this situation and say, see, I told you, okay, do the I told you so in a couple weeks to me. But if, if I'm going to be critical like I've been this season of the play, the power play, the you know lack of d- this and that, then you got to be complimentary when some things are going well for them. And I think that's what's happening right now. And who's to say that this can't be a little bit contagious and then it starts to build their game a little bit and they're in a better spot in a couple weeks. Yeah, I think uh, what we're seeing here in a variety of different elements, talked about the power play and also the goaltending. Were you surprised that they went with Hofer yesterday? Uh, were you expecting that? Yeah, a little bit, but I think that you know they've got the plan in place, right? And they've been following it, I think, uh, to a T. Even when and it's we, working, yeah, it's, it's making working. these guys go out there with fresh legs. And I think it's the biggest thing. Let's you know when we talk about the the goalie usage, let's look back to last year when you know Bennington played sixty games and you know probably wore down there a little bit at the end. I know he wants to play that many, but they got to do what's best for the team. And as long as Hofer can handle it, why not bounce back mm-hmm. and forth? And so we'll see probably Bennington tomorrow night, as you would expect, heading into the break, and then you got the ten days off and then you probably hit the reset on the goalie plan. But I think they've uh, worked a lot of good wonders with this uh, situation. I'm not saying he is the reason, but the guy wearing the C on his sweater is automatically going to be in the limelight. That's just the nature of the beast. And, man, talking right around before that stretch of playing some really difficult opposition around Christmas, you were looking at Shen's statistics and going, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and here as of late, he has been the guy. And certainly the overtime goals are going to be a focal point, but it's been more than that and he felt like his game was trending in the right way now we're starting to see some of the results yeah I always when I see situations unfold like this with uh, Braden Shen obviously he went to 12 games without a point 17 games without a goal uh, and I'll get to the recent numbers here in a second but I remember something that Doug Armstrong said a couple years ago and you've heard it before but it's like look most guys whether you look at like an Arenado or a Goldschmidt uh, a Braden Shen Ryan O'Reilly their numbers are going to be there at the end of the season most likely it doesn't always happen but most likely and so you look at Chen's numbers now and what's he got, 13 goals. You're just past the halfway point. He could get to 20, and he's a 20, 25-goal scorer. And he might finish five off that pace that he's had before, but you know the numbers are going to be there. Now people say, okay, well, yeah, but he didn't show up for a long stretch, and that hurt the team. You know, he's coming alive now, and that's what I wrote about this morning at The Athletic. So he's got points in nine of his last ten. This isn't a fluky deal. He's got three points in, in, in you know, the last stretch of games. So we're going to focus on the overtime winners. That's what's making the highlight reels, but I think that – uh, more to it. Tim, there's more to it. He's playing well. And the one thing Drew Bannister keeps saying with Shen is the, the better defense is leading to the offense. So they got his game where the defense has pr- improved, and now it's creating some offense. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford in studio. He's with us every Monday here on the program. And uh, what a treat it is for us today where he comes in studio to talk it over with us. And maybe we'll have an opportunity for you to send in your questions at 314-399-9646. I'll like, take a look in the YouTube chat as well. Uh, and and a th- something that I think may fly under the radar, and you listed it as your number one reason here for the Blues surge in this five-game winning streak in a column on The Athletic, uh, which I took a look at this morning before uh, doing TMA, is Colton Preco has gotten a lot of positive attention this year because we're used to so much negative attention, but you also went out of your way to point to his his partner out there and, and the job uh, Nick Letty 
has done with the Blues and and what's going on there. So give me some statistics, some idea of what's going on with these Blues defensemen, many of whom have been on the receiving end of criticism. Yeah, sure. I think you just fall into these tracks where you point out the two or three players that are the reason why the Blues are playing well. And uh, Colton Preco gets mentioned a lot, and deservedly so. Look, he played, what, 25-plus minutes in each of those three road games, uh, the two Western Canadian cities in Seattle. And then you look at uh, last night, I think he was 24-10. You know, so he's putting up some offense, but more importantly, he's the guy on the back end who gets that credit for logging the big minutes and shutting down the other team's top guys. But you can't have that conversation, I don't think so, Tim, recently without talking about Nick Letty also. Uh, you know, I give credit to Lou Crack on the stat yesterday. He had it, and then I used it uh, also in my story. Um, Nick Letty, 16 out of 17 games, he's either a plus player or even. He's gone, uh, I think, 17 games now with just being a minus player one time. Uh, so that's, that's phenomenal. You know, people uh, don't look at plus minus and don't use it as much these days. But they are that unit, that top pair is is doing a great job against the other team's top line. And we're not talking about guys playing uh, even with Nick Letty, 19, 20 minutes. He's playing 23, 24 yeah. minutes some nights. As far as looking at the Western Conference, it looks like the Central's top three. It's just a matter of which one is number one, number two, and number three. That's what it looks like. Who knows? But then when you look at the wild card and you're to break that down, who do you think is going to be battling when it's all said and done and April rolls around. Well, I think you look at those teams right now, and, and we, we don't know where the Blues are going to be at you know, in, in two, three weeks, but I think they're going to be part of that conversation. But you look at that last road trip, Tim, and, and they beat a couple of the teams that are in that mix. So I think, you know, let's say prior to that recent road trip, you're looking at the Calgarys, you're looking at the Seattles. Those are two teams that they just beat. You know, Arizona, after a pretty good start early on, has kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah. I think, you know, Nashville same thing, kind of falling off a, a little bit. So it, it's really muddied, but those are kind of the two, three, four teams that are going to be in play for those two wild card spots. And, and, and right now, after winning five in a row, the Blues are, are right there. You know, Los Angeles, another team. But, you know, if you get that win in regulation yesterday, the yeah. Blues, you would have leapfrogged L.A. Now they're tied with them. So I think that's who they're kind of in that conversation with. That's uh, Jeremy Rutherford. He is with us every Monday. You can read his column in The Athletic. He's on 101 ESPN and on TMA throughout the course of the week. It's amazing to think, at least I, I observe this, that this time last year they had such a bad stretch with a long homestand in January that it became obvious what was going to happen with O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and then eventually Barbashev, and it was a sell. Here, you talk about belief, and I feel like that belief had to have come from the fact that they successfully navigated an incredibly difficult portion of the schedule and then came out the other side of it actually in a better spot than they were when they when they entered it. And now, theoretically, hopefully, you get an opportunity to play some of the lesser portion of your schedule and capitalize on it. Do you think that that's contributed to the belief, getting through some of the best in the league? Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, when we went into January, I remember writing a story saying, oh gosh, look at the blue schedule in the month of January. And it had all the top teams. I mean, you had the top three teams from the East. You had Vancouver that you're going to play a couple times. And the Blues, after last night's win, 8-3-1. and one. It's a, uh, a points percentage that ranks in the top 10 in the NHL in the month of January. And, and you know, not everybody played the top dogs like mm-hmm. the Blues did. So I think it's even speaks uh, more about what the Blues have been able to do. And last night, Brain Shen said this. He's, you know, and I always believe this. I always believe that it's it's not just one thing that creates it. it it's just kind of a collection of, of ingredients. And and Brain Shen said last night that when you start to play the good structure, and the good structure leads to 
some numbers for some guys, that's the positive reinforcement. So they feel like, okay, I've, I've, I've done what the team wants me to do. And, oh, look, it's done this for me. Mm-hmm. And then it comes together uh, as, as far as some positive reinforcement. So I think that um, that's what's happened. Guys who weren't putting up points early on in the season, you look at what Shen's done lately, you look at what Buchnevich has done lately, and look at that second line with Saad, neighbors on the wings of, of Shen. They had a big uh, road trip. Um, some of these guys are getting their reward for playing the style that the team wants to play, and I think that just kind of comes together and, and uh, helps you win a few games. Five in a row. They'll try to make it six right here on 101 ESPN tomorrow night against the Blue Jackets. And then it's the All-Star break. Jim Rutherford, thank you so much for coming to Jackson. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to get your question. We got next week. We got next week. Next My week favorite part of the segment every week is, uh, I'm sorry, Jackson, we didn't get to. <laughs> JR, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, buddy. There he is. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario up next. For Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel.